Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Friday morning. So the last time the Kansas City Chiefs faced off with the Buffalo Bills, it was in a very important game, AFC Championship game. And the reason I want to bring this up is because when we faced off the Chargers, everyone makes a big deal about the Chiefs' record against the Chargers, especially in the last few years. We've owned them, and eventually it's got to swing the other way. That's just sports. That's just the way it works. It gives me a little pause going into the Sunday night game. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, we, we, we've held our own against the Bills even when they're at their best, but at the same time, man, the defense has got to, got to, got to show up at Arrowhead. You know, the answer to your second part of your query there is absolutely right. It does have to show up. But number number one, though, it's, it's not a fair comparison because these are vastly different football teams. Chargers have certain weapons that the Bills do not. The Bills have weapons that the Chargers do not. I like Josh Allen as a quarterback, and Buffalo is a very narrow underdog going into this game. But comparing it to last year's championship game, which was a 38-24 win for Kansas City, is not really fair because times have changed. People have altered in terms of what they're doing, what their motivation is, and the weather conditions have changed. Uh, you might remember it was a, a cold day. I was there. You were there. I was there. You were bundled up. Well, it won't be this time. It'll be probably on the warm side. We're expecting in the 90s this weekend. <sighs> I cannot which, believe it. You're, you're do- I saw you dancing in. You're skipping in a little step going, it's going to be a behind warm <laughs> weekend for Ned. Warm weekend for Ned. And when it gets 60 is when I turn the heat on. <laughs> I know. I know. He doesn't. He never uses the AC. Probably turned it on one time. And that was when it was 110. Uh, the rest of the time, he toughed it out. But, but man, the, as soon as he gets the line is this, though. The, the Buffalo Bills have a very nice football team. They're not exactly balanced because they're not a great running team. But Kansas City is also not a real good defensive team. They will have some help. I suspect that Willie Gay Jr. will play a little bit. But one man, one addition does not help the defensive scheme on things. A two, Frank Clark. Frank Clark has been a major disappointment in the years, not just the recent games, but the years that he's been there. We'll see. Spagnolo has to come up with some kind of a plan in which you can guard certain elements of the game. Well, in Buffalo's case, it better be your defensive backfield because Josh Allen's going to throw that ball. And this is a good Buffalo team. They have a very good protective scheme about him. I'm interested to see what happens, especially, I I really feel like this is another key game. I thought last week's was for Kansas City, and I came out with no decision, kind of a a tie because the defense didn't play very well at all. The defense is going to have to play well in this game. This is not Philadelphia you're playing, and three touchdowns won't be called back in this game. It could be a very interesting contest. Um, You know, a lot of people have asked me how I feel about the season so far, and part of me says, you know, we should be 4-0 right now. My argument will be correct if we win this game Sunday night. If we win this game Sunday night, I definitely feel like we should be 4-0, but... Or it would be five and zero. It'd be five and zero. But, <laughs> but no, that's no. I disagree with you. That's not the fair comparison. They are two and two. Yeah, they lost two games. I know, but you know how I am. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so let's go back to let's go back to what you said about the backfield. I I said Frank Clark might be back, um, which would be good. Willie Gay might be back just a little bit, which would be huge. Uh, what about Ward? Is he coming back too? I have not heard anything specific on him, but the Chiefs are in pretty good shape going into this game. They're not a great injury factor involved, so I imagine that 
Javarius Ward will, will get some time if, in fact, he's cleared to play, and I suspect he probably will be. The Chiefs are in pretty good shape uh, going in here. Do they have the mindset to play? Well, of course they do. They're pro athletes. They're going to go out there, and it is Sunday night, and you have the motivation of playing on national television on Sunday night. That in and of itself is a big deal, and you have the motivation of playing at home. Also huge for Kansas City. Much better home team than they are probably uh, as opposed to anybody else in the NFL. That's a big-time home field advantage. I think the Chiefs win on Sunday, but I think it's also going to be a telltale game as to what the rest of the season holds. I agree with you 110% because this is going to be another uh, week we talk about towards the end of the season when we're doing the recap for show. So last night, Thursday Night Football, I know we've uh, kind of been poo-pooing on the Thursday night football schedule, but that's two weeks in a row, Ned, where we've actually had a, a pretty decent game. And last night was, at least the first half. Well, the underdog decent. comes away and wins the thing. And the Los Angeles Rams are really never should be an underdog because they are a good football team. But losing Russell Wilson the way they did really hurt Seattle badly. He has snapped it, looked like the first joint on his finger. Yeah, I can identify with that. I, I know what that's like with the middle joint. Well, this is the first joint, and that's the one that you grip with. He couldn't go back in. Geno Smith, the, gosh, it's hard for me to believe that Geno Smith is in pro football. My goodness sake. He was a star at West Virginia a decade ago. Yeah, yeah. And here he is playing and, and playing well. But the Rams are a very good team. And I think they showed their mettle when they came back and won that 26-17 over Seattle. Los Angeles is, is for real. I picked them to be in the Super Bowl. Do you think the outcome would have been the same had Russell not got injured? I think it might have been closer, but I think the Rams would have you won. You still think? God, man, I really thought Seattle handed Because I, I kind of had the same feeling going into this game. I was like, man, it, it just it really goes to show you how garbage of a team Detroit is when Stafford can come to L.A. and just to get weapons and get protection, and then all of a sudden it's just happening. And Jared Goff was Oh, I know. Have you heard anything about him? Absolutely not. 0-4. Yeah, <laughs> dude. So, I mean, you know who won that deal. But going into the game, I was like, man, Rams, I don't know about the Seahawks, you know? And then, but first half, I was like, damn, Seattle, let's go. Well... That's not how the second half went, but that is football, like you said. So yesterday, uh, first game in the uh, divisional playoffs was the White Sox and the Astros. Arguably the most hated team in baseball is up in the series now. And the most hated team, quote-unquote, is also a very good team. They H are. Houston is. The Houston Astros, folks, may not be the Astros of their championship years of two or three years ago. But they're still very good. And these players they have, Jose Altuve and people of this caliber, are very strong players. They beat the White Sox and beat them up. 6-1 to one was the final in this game. Playing down at uh, Minute Maid Park in Houston. And they'll play again coming up today. It's, it's a pretty doggone good series. The White Sox have a lot of power. But that power was blunted by some good pitching. And the Astros have that. That's what makes them a really solid team. And they have a pretty good level of understanding about Dusty Baker as their manager. And Dusty's been around for 100 years, as has Tony La Russa with the Chicago Old White Sox. Old dogs going against each other. <laughs> in fact, this is the first time, I think I'm right on this, the first time in baseball postseason history that two managers in their 70s have uh, battled each other. This even dates back to the days of Connie Mack, who I probably was not in his 70s when he had his world championship teams. He was a little bit younger. 
but the fact of the matter remains that these are two old-time, old-school managers who are right there vying for all the marbles. Yeah, they are. Well, uh, and then we obviously had the uh, Red Sox and uh, Tampa Bay Ray game, and Tampa Bay got out to a pretty good lead early on in that one. Don't overlook the fact that they won the division, and they keep on winning the division, and they keep playing in the smallest ballpark in Major League Baseball before few fans, and they continue to win and win big. They were in the World Series last year against the Dodgers, lost to the Dodgers. Tampa Bay has a great organization. They're really, really, they, they gel. Why the fans don't go, I have to think it has something to do with the location of the stadium. It's across the causeway down there and probably difficult to get to. But over and above that, the team isn't effective. They're really good. They blanked the Boston Red Sox. This is a Red Sox team coming off an emotional victory over the New York Yankees. Boy, they were flat last night. Five to nothing. Tampa Bay beach them in Florida. Uh, game two is coming up. Tampa Bay, folks, is for real. They're a good team. Um... I just, there's got to be something down in that water. So much championships down in Tampa Bay. It's They're all to, winning it. starting to make me a little ill, Ned. <laughs> um, so we talked yesterday uh, about the future of the St. Louis Cardinals. There hasn't been any really, uh, mo- they've, they've probably going to take a couple days off before well, they, they can't, start doing can't that. can't make any deals until after the World Series is over. That's when the, that's the way the baseball rules have it in the World Series. won't be over if it goes the distance until November the 3rd. Okay, having said all that, yeah, I, I do look for the Cardinals to make some changes. They, they really have to. The lineup is good. I don't call it great, even with guys like Goldschmidt and Arnado and O'Neill in there, too. All, all three power hitters. There's still some adjusting that needs to be made. The team strikes out way too often. They did alter that toward the end of the year when they went on their 17-game winning streak. They changed their style. And I saw that style manifested in the championship game against the Dodgers the other night. Stealing, playing contact baseball. Dylan Carlson had a great series of bats in that game. The infield was pulled all the way around to the right side. They stack it. Whether or not it's within the context of the rules when they change them, I don't know. But it is now. He turned around and hit the ball to the opposite field. What do you know about that? We've talked about that all year long. Adjust the swing. Come around and hit it to where hit it where they ain't. That's what Willie Keeler used to say back in the early 1900s. Hit it where they ain't, and that's exactly what he did. And that's what guys like Matt Carpenter and all these others should have done as well. I saw the Cardinals doing that. I saw them stealing bases. Tommy Edmond had a couple of them. That's how you win in baseball. Small ball, not hitting the ball out of the ballpark. You're going to strike out too often. And I think the Cardinals may be understanding that. I hope they are. I hope they, at least if they keep anything from this season, it's the way they played at the end of it. I am 110% with you on that. Last but not least... Keep talking about it all week. We're going to have to get a nap on Sunday because we're going to be up late Sunday night. Ned Talk starts at 5. It does. 5 o'clock on this station. It'll be Ned Talk. It's our pre-game show. I and uh, my cohorts will be here talking all about the Chiefs and other sports. We do touch into that as well. It's a pretty good little hour-long conversation of just sitting around at the table talking. That's what it is. Roundtable discussion. We'll have that up until 6. That's when the Chiefs pregame show with Haynes and Holdus and his crew all begins. And then game time will be probably, I'm going to guess, about 7.15. If you can't make it to Arrowhead this Sunday, well, if you are, be safe. 
Go Chiefs. But if you can't, we're going to be at Coyotes Arrowhead South uh, starting at 5 as well. And we'll be blasting Ned Talk from the parking lot from our Kingdom Teardrop trailer. So come hang out with me, register to win that, and listen to Ned Talk. Ned, have a great weekend, sir. And to you, sir.